Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 39 of the Eve's Drop Podcast, the long-awaited episode today with Matthew Formal Piper from the greatest dynasty Call of Duty has ever seen. Do you agree with that? I agree, but yeah. I'm biased. I, w- I wasn't around during the Cold Dynasty. No, nobody was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, really quickly, this, this podcast is brought to you by Bespoke Post and also Raycon and, of course, the Seagate uh, sponsorship that we've had has been one of the one of the ones that has gotten us the opportunities that we have today. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. Everybody got mad at me when we announced that we were going to make it when we were going to do the podcast, and then after that, just just like where's the formal podcast? I'm like, oh, like chill out, it's coming. And then they would ask me again, and I'm like, one more person asked me about the formal podcast before we're ready to give it to you, and I'm not doing it, <laughs> bro. The amount of times it was asked in my stream recently, it's it's the number one question asked for sure. By yeah, far. like, and I mean. Here it is, baby. Here it is, man. The thing is, it's like the first time we were where? Here in here? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. But Fort Worth was super, like you were staying at one hotel and it was, uh, I was at like a super long distance one. It didn't make sense. Well, it it made sense to make it, but it just, the opportunity didn't arise the way that it showed up in order for it to be organically uh, taken down. And I don't like to force the the podcast. I've skipped, I think, a total of three weeks since I started the podcast. We're on episode number 39. So for 39 weeks, we've uploaded a podcast since uh, September 18th, I think it was last year. Are you serious? Yeah. I am. I. This is like my favorite thing to do. I do yeah. this on a weekly basis because I love it. No, that's cool. Yeah, I, I do. I, that's actually really cool. It is. So we have your figurine here. We were just talking about it actually uh, bef- before we started. And you asked me where where I made them, and uh, and a company that we were partnered with, Hitpoint, um, made these for us. And the, and the whole plan was to create a. It was called a. a I'm not going to tell the name of it, but it, it was. Uh, it was. I'm not. I'm not going to say the the title because I might use it in the future. But it was a a subscription service box that if you is a picture loot crate, right? Okay. But it was like optic crate. I mean, that's not that wasn't the, the name of it, but it was it was something along those lines where every month we would send you a T-shirt, some stickers, and a figurine, and we we're gonna do 12, 12 boxes for the year, and then the year, uh-huh. next year it rolls over. Each box under the underneath the box was a puzzle piece to what would one day be a complete puzzle that said Optic Green Wall. In this box, we had. Or my, my idea was to have uh, a T-shirt of the month and also have a figurine. Mm-hmm. We were going to start it with Pomage. I think Pomage or somebody. Anyway, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a different way for people to make more money. And the Pomage one was going to be like this tall. <laughs> and then everybody else's was going to be like this. It looks right? kind of like him, to be honest. This, this dude? That's what, he, that's what he looked like when he was coaching us. Yeah. At, uh, that one event. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. That. In France? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how that happened. Good vibes coach. Well, everybody, we were trying everything at that point. You guys were winning everything, so yeah, we were matter. just fucking around, bro. Yeah, they, no one, no one really cared. But um, that was it. And obviously, you've seen the scumpy one, you've seen mine, you see. But the the embos one, like the big timer one, like we we're gonna do some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. And it just never came around to it. It's too much, too many possibilities. And for you to do every single one is just impossible yeah. for me. And and that sucks. But uh, we have a lot to talk about. I want to talk about your early. Be- How many podcasts have you ever done in your life? Like I think no bullshit, probably two. I, and one of them was the Optic Podcast. Oh, I guess yeah. The other one was um, I think remember Gandhi? Yeah, he had me on one of his early like 2012. 
Jesus. I don't, I don't do these often. So. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you. Yeah. We, you did the one at the house when we talked about the problems with competitive Call of Duty. Wait, was that a me, Bose, someone else? Or you, which one are you talking about? Were you on more than one? I don't, I don't know. I remember sitting on the couch yeah. in the basement yep. with Bose and like Big T or someone. It was I like think Bose it was, and, oh yeah, it was. You were in between two people who, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a, it was funny. Oh yeah, because the Call of Duty, the competitive Call of Duty one was uh, Krim, Seth, and uh, and Karma. Anyway, um, I know that you don't do this a lot, so thank you for stopping by. There, there's a lot mm-hmm. to cover and I want to start with your, with your early beginnings, like uh, where you were born, uh, when you started gaming, like that sort of thing. Uh, well, I grew up in, uh, in Orange County, California. I was, it was a very privileged um, area. I, had, I never felt like I wasn't safe growing up. It was just, um, I pretty much just went to school, hung yeah. out with friends, played baseball, um, just pretty much normal kid stuff. But like I said, it's a really nice area. And I'm, I, back, I moved back home recently to there. And dude, it's just like after traveling so much and then going back to it, it's just like you really get to appreciate it. It's yeah, really you nice appreciate the quiet. Yeah, you're you're that kind of person though too. <laughs> I remember um, that you said it's like I want to move to a place where there's no neighbors. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, I don't know, like people that like like the city life. That's just not me, man. I can't mm-hmm. live in like an apartment with like you know just constant going, going, going. I can't do that. I just have to have my own peace and quiet, my privacy, and I don't know. I like where I'm at right now. Yeah. Do Do you think? Do you consider yourself uh, uh, like a like a like a peaceful person like you just want you just want to like you want your life to be just this there's no ups and downs or do you yeah for the most part um it's really easy for me to get on a schedule and then stick to the schedule like right now i'm streaming all the time um but like i'm pretty much doing the same thing every single day i just wake up i eat i scream then i stream wake up you know same thing um but yeah i would say i'm a very peaceful type of guy just like i don't like big um I guess like roller coaster type of uh, ordeals, bro. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not. It's cool to have like spontaneous things happen in your life, but just not um, not crazy stuff all the time. I no. feel like people live for that, and I'm not like that. No, do you, Call of Duty is the only thing you play on a daily basis. Recently, yeah. Oh, because Champs is right around the corner. Yeah, pretty much this whole year, honestly, I've only played Black Ops Four. Yeah. Um, because they had Blackout, it was that was like the other game that I would play. You know, because like I'd play multiplayer. And then play Blackout for like eight hours. Okay. But like instead of playing for like League of Legends or CS, what I've done in past years. But um, no, yeah, pretty much just played Black Ops 4. This whole but year. Let me ask you this. As a, as a competitive player that you are, does it playing Blackout and playing competitive is the gun movement, the gun recoil, the movement, is it all the same across the thing or is it, it, it variates? Because only I think only your kind of people would be able to to do that. Like, no, yeah. It's it's two different games. I'm just discussing it both. Yeah. To, to be honest. <laughs> I've just played I've played both versions. Just like I've played thousands of hours of both of them. So it's like it's I can transition between the two and not feel like a difference? Yeah. That's I'm crazy. just kind of used to both of them, you know? Yeah, I I don't remember who I asked. and like, oh, it's completely different games. And I'm like, I, I've never felt it. I've never felt the difference between... <clears throat> not that I've played multiplayer, because I haven't played multiplayer since beta. And then the only thing I've played my entire... Like, this entire Call of Duty span has been Blackout. Yeah. Um, I just love the the BR mode of it. I just, mm-hmm. I, I've always been a big fan of free-for-all. Uh, so playing Blackout against, like, 90 people is, like, super, super dope. Yeah. Um, all right, so you grew up in Orange County. You had a, a, a nice, nice upbringing. You played baseball. Did you play baseball like religiously? Was it like? No, it, it stopped in a, in in like sophomore year, high school, junior year, high school. Whenever I took gaming serious, um, it, it it was just like I mean I realized I wasn't big enough. Um, I wasn't like fast enough. Pretty much like pretty much to do anything with baseball. So it turned into just like a a good memory, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started getting heavy into gaming. Was when I stopped playing baseball. How did you come across gaming? Uh, to be honest, my brother, uh, my older brother, Alex, he's, uh, he's five years older than me. He, um, 
he knew about MLG long before I did. And I think the first event I heard about was like MLG San Diego 08 was the first one that I realized like I could probably go to this, you mm -hmm. know, because it's like an hour away. Like go attend like or go attend, compete? Oh, okay. Attend. Um, I mean, definitely compete. I was going to go to watch. Um, but my parents just were not having it. They were like, nah, just whatever. I asked again a year later in 2009. It was Anaheim, another close, even closer than San mm -hmm. Diego. So that was my best bet of going. How old were you at the time? 12. 12? Oh yeah. my God. 2009. How old are you now? Uh, 24. Okay. I think. Yeah, 24. Jesus, man. That's a long ass time. What the hell? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I went to 09. You, yeah. It's like 12 years. You, it it yeah. goes by so fast that you, like, you, you blink once and here you are. And you blink Dude, really slow too. Really slow, bro. <laughs> it honestly, um, it feels like it, that whole time period feels yeah. like it was five years long, mm -hmm. not 12 years mm -hmm. long. That's, that's crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Um, so I went to 09 Anaheim, and then I didn't go to events again until 2011. So all of 2010, I didn't go. I only went to 1 2009. was like, cool, I made it out of open bracket. I was happy with that. Oh, you competed. You actually yeah, competed. competed, yeah. Okay. And this was um, Halo, obviously. This was Halo 3. Halo 3, yeah. okay. I did okay. What, team, what, team, what was the name of your team at the time? Uh, Chilled Reality. Okay. Yeah. CR. Um, yeah, CR. And I was teaming with like Art of War, uh, Shire. So anyways, we did okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to just go do the high school thing, you know, just go hang out with friends, do all that stuff. And then um, 2011 came around, Halo Reach came out, and I got, I got like a lucky lucky opportunity. Um, these three like pros just kind of took a chance on me. What pros? It was um, Break, Ryan Noob, and Blaze mm -hmm. was my team. And why do you say it was a lucky break? Because they had a lot of options to work with. Mm -hmm. They were like, let's just say they were top six team. Um, I was still an AM kid, pretty much. Like, I hadn't been to events in a year. They, were, they weren't sure if I was going to even show up to the event. A lot of people didn't think I was going to. I was getting shit talked left and right. People were just <laughs> calling me a warrior. Like, whatever, you know, just the typical, just whatever. Yeah. And I, I was like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to the fucking event yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just kind of seeing where I was going. Yeah. And then, so Dallas 2011 rolls around. is the opening event for Halo Reach. They picked me up instead of picking up another pro, right? They were just like, let's just try formal, bro. Let's just mm -hmm. see if he's good. We played through open bracket and we got fifth place. And that was that was pretty good back then, right? Like yeah. going through open bracket and then doing whatever. For your first event, absolutely. Yeah. Or, you know, Second event, yeah, yeah. yeah. First real event, like yeah. have a good shot. Um, so yeah, that, that's when I pretty much broke onto the scene. And then throughout that whole year, I placed really well. I won my first event that year in Orlando on a different team, on Dynasty. But uh, that was like my fourth event, I think, was when I won. But So we win that one, lose nationals. So we lose the big one. That was... Shocker there. And then I lost. Um, what, what was the team? What was the team name at the time? Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. And then you, which one did you win? Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Okay. So the events went Dallas, Columbus, Anaheim, Raleigh, Orlando, Providence. I think. Jesus. Pretty sure that's it. How do you remember that? I mean, it was, just, it was a big year for me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I, so you went from fifth to first to. I went fifth, sixth, fifth, first. Yeah. No, no. Fifth, sixth, fifth, third, first, fifth. So mm -hmm. the fifth event I got first. Right. So you had a nice little roller coaster. Well, yeah. that's good though. Like you, you can't. Uh, I've always said this. Like as a competitor, you have to have to have to have to have those those moments of doubt. Those moments where you actually lose. Otherwise, you're not ever going to compete at that same level because winning will get boring right. no matter what. It does. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. And you, and you start you start half-assing everything because the more you win, you just kind of assume like I mean we're probably gonna win the next one. Like we didn't practice that much for the last tournament. We smoked everyone. Like. We'll see it, you know, and that's how a lot of a lot of our events went on the Optic Dynasty. To be honest, we, we're like that. We were playing like a lot of CS. We were just kind of bullshitting. Our practice was half-assed, but we could still get along just by straight talent. That's like all of AW, mo like some of Black Ops Three. Um, 
you're just coasting, you know, like you win an event, there's another event in three weeks. You're like, well, I mean, how much can really change in that time? You know, but over the course of a year, that's when teams get really good like mm-hmm. envy and whatever. But, but yeah, it was, um, my first year as a halo pro was, uh, it was weird. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the pros I look up to the whole time, like they just start talking shit to me, you know, cause, cause I'm pretty much this new kid. Yeah. That's, and there's a lot of new kids. There were a lot of reach kids that were coming up like lethal. Um, a lot of bunch of kids. Right. And, we're pretty much just taking their spots. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, right? Yeah. And we, which we were. So they didn't like us. Like they didn't like that we were just hopping on their rosters and just replacing them. Um, and it was the reality. That's what was happening. It was yeah. But what, I mean, I don't understand that. That like them thinking like not liking you. It's like they they're coming for your spot. This is a competitive sport. Like people are gonna be, if they're better, you're gonna be replaced. Oh, period. trust me. Yeah. That, that's how I think now too. It's like um, when I'm getting on, I'm grinding every single day. Which it's pretty much been every single day the past like seven months. Yeah. I'm just I'm just worried about the like a younger version of myself doing exactly what I just talked about. They're coming from my spot. Yeah. Like if I don't put in the time, that little kid is that 16 year old is that 18 year old kid is, and if you don't look at it that way, then you know you, you can you see how fast people's careers just like just evaporate, oh, yeah. they're gone. Just, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know that that thought just like it just scares me. You know. So I just I just still put in the time and try to find the passion like every day it's hard it is hard when you've been doing it for like 10 years it's hard to get on and scrim every day and you know go as hard as you did when you were 16 but you just you have to do it you know yeah the way i see that all the time is like you know there's people out there and like me i was one of those people that go to work every single day they have no option that's what you do every single right. day you know from from my perspective and from a lot of people's perspective like being a professional gamer is like the easiest thing in the world but it is it's super redundant super stressful (laughs) because there's a lot of money in the line that can make or break your year Mm -hmm. uh then you don't get to coast along you have to do like other other you know other things that you that don't necessarily like fulfill you the way the competition does right but it is stressful it is stressful getting on like you have to you you know dealing with co-workers is one thing you know because it is corporate america or it is just you know blue collar working those but being on a team that's that's the craziness because it's not a group of people who are employees it's a group of five or four to five people that need to come together think the same way react the same way and be the same way to win a championship and that often just doesn't doesn't go along and that's where the stress comes in in my opinion no for sure like if you really think about it like especially now with 5v5 you got to depend on four other dudes to pretty much you know like just have the same mindset as you're going into a tournament. Like we're going to champs in one week and think about how many teams there are where there's just like a player or two or maybe even three that are just like, eh, we'll see what happens. Like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to win. Probably won't. We suck. But uh, like, I'll try my best. But like the team that's going to win is going to have five people that are like, yeah, I'm going to help you win. You're going to help me win. We're going to help each other win, you know? And I feel like that's maybe like five teams that think like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's really easy for people to just like, just half-ass stuff, especially when things aren't going their way. They'll they'll just sulk and they'll and they'll be like, "Damn, I, I got screwed this year, and um, I got dropped from this team, and they put me in this position." But it's just like, are you just gonna keep blaming everyone else, you yeah. know, and just think that you're entitled to some like spot on top? Because that's a, that's a big thing in COD that I've noticed too. Going from Halo to COD, a lot of players just think that they just deserve to be on top. Never won before, whatever. They placed okay their career, like good in their eyes. They think they're yeah. placing really well and they deserve a spot. But, but they talk like they've won many championships. Yeah, th- yeah the egos are out, out the... Like, they're insane, man. More, you think more in Call of Duty than anywhere else? I think so, too. 100%. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it part of the culture for us to be, f- yeah. like, overly flamboyant? And, I think so. And just, like, it's part of, the, part of the thing? I think the role models were just a little bit different. Like, when I came up in Halo, there was players like, um, like Walshy, 
like Ogre 2, like Roy, just these these guys that like, you could just tell they were the shit without them saying anything, you know? They would never, ever, ever say it, but yeah. you just knew like, oh yeah, it's fucking wall shit. That's crazy. Yeah. But in COD, it's just like, everyone just thinks they're the shit, but there's no validation to it besides like 10 players. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I just feel like everyone just thinks they're just like nasty and just like, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know where it comes from either. It had It has to just be like, actually, I really don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, people are just weird. No one knows. Yeah, it's just spawned. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. There needs to be a study made on the on, on the personalities in Call of Duty because a lot of people, and I don't want to name names because it would turn into something that I don't want it to turn into when it was yeah. just like a simple conversation that we were having, but there's a lot of players that legit think that they're the shit yeah. and haven't done shit, and some have never done shit, yeah. just haven't done shit lately, and they still feel like it's okay for them to talk a certain way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no, that, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, so how many, how many uh, championships did you win in Halo? uh like four but i would probably only count one to be honest why the, because i won like five events in halo 4 but halo 4 was kind of like um what's a good example like mw3 was i think mm-hmm. if that's right i don't know when you guys like weren't having many like mlg tournaments it was all just kind of like these umg styled events that's kind of what halo 4 was um and the game sucked a lot of players quit it was pretty much just my team just running over another team and everyone else is terrible mm-hmm. it was just like Whatever, what? what so. uh, who was the same team that you? No, this was um, this was me, Pistola, oh. Snipe Down, and oh. um, and Heinz was Jesus. like our. Uh, yeah, we were just shitting on everybody. Yeah, like it wasn't. Even, it was it was really fun to do, but it was just like, who the fuck's even watching? Like your only that? threat was Maniac, probably. Oh my god, I think he retired. I don't know when he retired, <laughs> but it was somewhere in that area. <laughs> he, I think he tried Halo Four like once or twice, and yeah. then um, he got shit on too bad by like the shitty kids, yeah. and he was just like, I'm just gonna hang it up. <laughs> I want to go make content for Optic. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, disappeared for years. He comes back like two years later. He's like, I'm on Optic now. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, which uh, championship did you win with him? What oh, yeah. That's, actually, you, that's the day that you joined Optic, I think. Yeah, I, that I was, came out um, to support. This was um, November 2014, I want to say. I'm pretty sure that's right. It was uh, the Halo 2 Anniversary Invitational. Yep. So here's what happened. It was um, an eight-team tournament, all invites only. So what 343 did was they invited eight captains. It was like Ninja, T-Squared, all the top names. And they sent me one too. Like They're like, if you want to get a team together and come, let's do it. And back then, I was really close with APG, Lethal, Maniac. Those were like my three best friends back then. So... I was like, do you guys want to go for fun? Like, fuck it. We'll just not even practice. Who cares? Like, we'll just go fucking, I don't know, get drunk or something. Like, yeah. it was just supposed to be a fun weekend. Yeah. We got there. We realized, like, holy shit, everyone's terrible. We can fucking win this. And <laughs> um, we just start cruising along in the bracket. We lost in the winner's finals or something. But we, to actually win the tournament, it was a crazy, like, loser's bracket. Like, just, like, best of two. We had to beat someone, straight ripping, I think, and two best of fives. But the games were, like, so crazy. Like, just coming down to the wire every time. And we were just coming out on top over and over um but when we actually won it was like one of my favorite tournament wins for sure because we were just not even expecting to win and it just kind of just got thrown at us like you guys actually won we were like holy shit this is crazy you know and like no practice i was playing ghost at the time came back to halo played that won that and then i went to aw and joined optic when did you uh start playing uh call of duty beginning of ghosts beginning of ghosts yeah that was with enable and ace and did did it come just wait was that you enable ace yeah and was that that a tournament yeah this was the the opening event this is columbus 2012 was was halo sort of at the time yeah Yeah, this is right after halo 4 
And we were we were like, you guys want to try cod? I don't okay. remember Snake by playing. Was he nasty? I bet you he was. <laughs> he was trash. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't bad. Um, I only played with him for one event because I ended up just leaving him right after because I got an offer from uh, Moho. Fear. Yeah, Fear and Dito and uh, Complex. Um, but yeah, we went to that that uh, Columbus event with the Halo guys. We beat some like pretty good players, and then we like made it out. We got like top twenty or something, whatever. Then that's when I started like team hopping because I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my opportunities. Um, and it worked out. They Snakebite, I think, retired right after that. Ace tried a little bit longer, then retired, then Enable is still playing, obviously. Yeah. Um, how many championships does Enable have? More than you now in Call of Duty? No, right? In Hell COD? No. Hell in no. <laughs> in nothing. <laughs> I actually don't know how many he has. That could be I, remember, I remember when we took him to, uh, where was it? You, you were like, I don't want to. I don't want to pick up enable because I, I want to be the only one. Multi, yeah, yeah, that was multi um, multi uh, game championships. I think it, was it a, France? It was Gfinity, I think. It no, might, he, no, no, it he was France. It was France. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Damon couldn't go or something. Yeah, Damon couldn't go. That was that was nuts. That you're like, no, hell no, because he's gonna. Dude, be I remember we won and shit. We yeah. won and shit, and I'm like, yo, good shit, bro. Fuck, you like, <laughs> like good shit, bro. God damn it. Yeah, I was like kind of pissed about it, but yeah. So, um, was it was the, that transition? Obviously, couldn't have been easy because. Well, maybe it was easier to you because you play Counter Strike and you're nasty. You play pretty much every game and you're yeah, nasty. I'm just a natural gamer. Yeah, I'm just grind. Just good hand eye coordination, or you'd think that that your hard work like has a lot to do with it. It's both, and also just kind of just like a I can I learn most by watching. So any game that's blowing up at at the time, I'll play because I can watch the best players play it all the time, and it's very popular. Like League of Legends, I even played StarCraft for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, Counter Strike. So like if I in Fortnite like stuff like that if I can just watch someone play it I can just copy them that's what I did in COD and what yeah. I did in Halo it's just like how good are you at Fortnite actually I was decent at like season four mm-hmm. I want to say I got really good um, this was like World War Two so before World War Two champs last year um, I just said fuck it this game sucks so I'm just not even gonna practice it. I just played Fortnite like for every day like nine hours I'd, I'd scrim one time and then be like dude this game sucks but I'd go play Fortnite. I get on COD the next day and I was somehow better at World War II. So yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna keep grinding Fortnite. It was the weirdest shit ever. Yeah. So then champs came around and I got a lot better somehow. I don't know. But. So obviously with Fortnite blowing up the way it is, there's was $30 million just up for grabs like two weeks ago. As, yeah. as, a, as a professional Call of Duty player, as a professional Halo player, who has been doing it since you were fucking 12. So for 12 yeah. years, when you see that sort of money up for grabs, do you ever think to yourself, I, I can easily transition to that and give me month, month and a half, and I will be a, a nasty builder that can compete. Or is that not something yeah. that crosses your mind at all? No, it does cross my mind. But um, and even watching that tournament just a couple weeks ago was just like, dude, I still have time. Like this, this is crazy. This, this guy's won three million dollars on one day. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the? What was okay? So what, who won money first through what to twentieth? For the top one hundred did. Okay, what like did the one hundred the get? They all got fifty grand. Like hundred to like twenty first, all got fifty grand just for being in the match. Yeah, and then everyone after like twentieth to first, I want to say they all got paid fat. Mm-hmm. Like it went from like fifty to like eighty to like hundred. It was just insane money. Yeah, but um, what I was gonna say about Fortnite is I just I just don't like the building. I actually hate the building um so much that I would I don't think I would even try Fortnite mm-hmm. just because the building is obviously the like what makes someone much better than the next, you know? So yeah. I, I have to find a passion for the game and actually enjoy playing it. Of course. So like even when I was getting good at Fortnite, I still even wasn't even building that much. I was just letting these kids just build towers and just like throwing explosives on the bottom and just like shooting them down and just like killing them. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I would even try Fortnite. To really? Be honest. Yeah. You don't think that you can learn to love to build? I mean, maybe like... Because if, there's, there's, there's an insane amount of skill. Uh, like if you think about... 
the amount of actions that the StarCraft players used to take, yeah. like it's almost the same thing. Yeah. Like the amount of actions that you have to. I saw this little clip. I don't even know the name of the dude, but I saw a clip where the dude was like his whole like desk was I shaking I, I think i saw that recently yeah and i'm like and i'm looking at that I'm, I'm trying to look at his at his hand, left hand his uh his mouse and then the movements that are happening in, in the screen all at once and i'm just like that's that's like insanity it's insane yeah yeah i gave insane. up I, I can tell you the day that i quit playing fortnite it was when i saw myth the first time myth ever built uh the the one by ones mm-hmm. or was it by one i don't even know i think it was one by one but he like just like deliberately built exactly the way that he wanted to do like upwards and i was just like ah that's this changed the game i'm Dude, out no this is one time when i thought i was nasty right i i was like playing uh solos early in the morning one time and i was just kind of like just in my try hard mode just whatever i matched um what's that kid's name dude it wasn't Daquan, but it was it was one of the streamers, a really popular streamer. He goes by the name Dark. Mm-hmm. In game, it's Dark, but his actual thing, I think Dakotas. Dakotas. I think it's Dakotas. So I'm just playing, and I notice he's in my game, right? So And I know he's in Tilted with me, and I see him killing everybody. I'm killing the other side of Tilted. I go rush him, and this guy, he like embarrassed me so bad. I go to his stream, and he's just casually just talking to viewers, like just randomly just, or just, I'm going so hard. He's just casually shitting on me, and like, the most mind-blowing way that it, it literally opened my eyes to this. I was like, dude, I suck still. I'm so bad. Um, but then shortly after that is when I stopped playing. Yeah. <laughs> but just watching it was so demoralizing. Like, he didn't even try. He just yeah. shit on me. As a, as a professional gamer, though, as a professional <clears throat> Call of Duty player, or just let's just call you a player, professional player okay. of video games. If I am a an executive at scoreboard ventures mm-hmm. and then there is let's call it uh sequoia somewhere right or just any building okay just pick any any business but if i'm a if i'm a professional whatever operator mm-hmm. of whatever i am going to go where the most money's at even if it's a different industry so i could go from banking to insurance right from insurance to construction and i'm still doing the same sort of work but I'm going where my where my opportunity is is greater. Yeah, like I what that. what what makes you just say you know like f- let's talk Counter Strike. Counter Strike, you're nasty at it. And Counter Strike mm-hmm. is like, there's no building. It's just hand eye coordination. You're nasty at it. Mm-hmm. Give give if you give yourself the same amount that you gave yourself to play Call of Duty, you could have the option to become something greater than what you are starting now as a, as a Counter Strike. Hundred percent. Um, I totally get what you're saying and it makes a lot of sense. I, I think that every time that I've actually seriously considered switching from COD to another game, um, the only times that I've actually considered it is during the off seasons, right? Like, um, that like month, month and a half period where you don't have to play your COD, a new one's about to come out and you can kind of decide what you want to do if you want to keep playing COD, whatever. But every time I came to that decision, I just, I just kind of just chose just to keep playing COD. I was like, I mean, I'm still really good. I'm one of the best right now, you know, just, I'm just going to keep playing COD and just see what happens. You know, I wasn't going to give that up to go with a maybe, you know, it mm-hmm. was just kind of just sticking with the sure thing. Um, but I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, why wouldn't you set yourself up for the biggest opportunities yeah. and stuff like that? But let's say, let's say you get paid. <clears throat> I'm just going to throw a number out there, okay? So you get paid $5,000 a month as your salary to play Call of Duty. I know that it's uh, uh, way more than that, mm-hmm. just for argument's sake. You're getting paid $5,000 a month to play Call of Duty. Then somebody says to you, I'll pay you $10,000 a month to pay to play Counter-Strike. You're still going through... I mean, obviously, right now you have a better chance of winning a championship in Call of Duty. Right. But let's say you take money aside. You, take, you put money aside, nothing, money doesn't matter to you anymore. 
what would it take for you to say, all right, you know what? I am going to try. Let's say you, you, you win the lotto tomorrow. Okay. okay. You're still going to want to do something. Right. I right, imagine. Right. Is, is this the time or the point that you would be like, all right, money's taken care of. Fuck money. I don't even need to win championships. Mm-hmm. All, now I want to, now I want to win championships, but I'm going to be a multi. Well, th- then it even goes back to my, my point before was I have to like what I'm doing. Like, Say I loved Counter-Strike and I hated the new COD, mm-hmm. then I would just go to Counter-Strike in mm-hmm. that in that scenario, right? Because I don't want to get on every day and say money's on an issue, but I hate this game. Why am I playing yeah, true. it? You know? If the next Call of Duty is like World War II maybe, just for example, um, I hated that game. I would for sure switch over from that to something else if money was an issue and mm-hmm. whatever. But I think a lot of, I think I think teams would take a chance out there. You know? I think so. Yeah, especially yeah. in North America. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in Europe, but I don't think you're moving to Europe anytime soon. Uh-uh. Hell no. No? That's the thing. So you're you're back home now. Uh, you lived in Nashville for a little bit? Yeah. Was that was that your, your kind of scene too? It was yeah, nice, it, was, it, was, it was nice. It was quiet. Um, like if we wanted to go out and like enjoy like a vibrant night, you'd go to Nashville. Like downtown Nashville is pretty insane. So, but most, most of the time it was pretty much just me um, grinding and... Uh, I had I had rented a house, so like it wasn't an apartment, or whatever. It was our own our own house, and we had neighbors, but they were kind of quiet. It was it was nice. Yeah, I I think I've met my neighbors three times yeah. in where I live now. So I, I like it here. So I'm the same way. I've never been a big city guy, and traveling for Call of Duty or Counter Strike and all this stuff made me kind of enjoy the city life and be like, you know what? I I could see myself doing that. Where yeah. for the longest time I was just like, I would never, I would never live in a city. It's just not mm-hmm. my scene. Like even now to this day, L.A., New York, I just don't see myself living there. Oh, hell no. Santa Monica, like all that area. Even then, I'm just like, it's just not my vibe. Yeah. Just I, I don't. Not that I ever leave uh, Frisco to go to dallas or anywhere else so I, I just something about la that just doesn't do it for me man uh, dude i hate la i hate la like because growing up in orange county the, the biggest city next to me would be la right mm-hmm. so like anytime i would go there and i'd be in like the traffic or just like the general just driving around was just so like you just have this vibe like everyone's just in a hurry and, and mm-hmm. everyone's aggressive and just like you're just like dude like this is just, it just feels like go 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 bro and i just hate that vibe yeah. i can see why people like it but i just don't yeah, it's not it's not necessarily for me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick shout out to the sponsors, man, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Best Spoke Post coming back for yet another week, and certainly appreciate the support that they've been giving us. Uh, because when you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's not much time to think about upgrading your style or apartment. That's why I love getting a new box of awesome from Best Spoke Post every single month. These guys are out scou- scouting for quality products, unique products to send in each box. Okay, now you can experience it too. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help you get a feel for the boxes that'll best go with your style. Whether you're in search of the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet-setting style, Best Book Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for around 50 bucks, but it has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside of you. The last one that we got, we got a nice little um, day trip bag. It's like a little uh, carrier. It's like a carry-on, uh, but Maddie ended up taking that away because because uh, he liked it. Uh, the first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details. you look at the box, and then you'll make the decision on whether or not that is what you like, and you can move, remove, add, or subtract any of the things that you don't like in there. Uh, You'll have five days to change the colors, the sizes, or add extra goods to keep your box. If you're not feeling that month's box, then simply skip it. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags, that's what Maddie got, a weekender bag to a classy dop kit, Best Book Post offers essential goods
words and guidance for the modern man. I, for one, consider myself super modern. Um, and to receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code eavesdrop at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P, for 20% your twenty percent off your first box. Best Spoke Post, theme boxes for guys that give a damn. Okay, one more time, 20% off on your first subscription box. Just go to boxofawesome.com and enter code eavesdrop at checkout. Another one, another one, another sponsor coming back this week, and that's Raycon. You heard it. You heard it here, right? It's the it's, it's headphones that were started by, by Ray J. Okay, Raycon earbuds uh, start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. It's true. They do. I, I tried them on. I actually was listening to them on the plane because I couldn't find the other ones. So uh, they, they work. Uh, the company is, was actually co-founded by Ray J uh, and celebrities like uh, Snoop Dogg or Brandy, J.R. Smith, I mean, you name it, Cardi B, um, are already obsessed. Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for me. They're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless ray, uh, options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't, they don't just look great. They sound incredible two all right so like i said i, I used them on the, on the airplane and because they were able to plug my ears i i just fell asleep completely just listening to to some uh to some bohemian rhapsody which is what, what i've been listening to lately um raycon offers wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors at an unbeatable price go to buyraycon.com forward slash eavesdrop to get 15 percent off of your order that's buyraycon.com slash eavesdrop for 15 percent off of raycon wireless earbuds if you've been eyeing a pair now's the time to get an amazing deal one more time for the people in the back okay buyraycon.com forward slash eavesdrop that is b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n.com forward slash e-a-v-e-s-d-r-o-p to get 15% off of your orders. And last but not least, the sponsor that makes the Hex Quarters world go around. If it, if they weren't involved, we wouldn't have been able to get up and running as quickly as we did. Huge shout out to Seagate uh, for all your storage needs. Obviously, as a vlogger, as a content creator, I always take my stuff with me. And having a, a storage unit that I can easily recall previously recorded content, this is the way to go. This is what I go for. So huge shout out to them. Um, Let's get back to it. Um, all right, let's shift gears a little bit. I, I want to talk to you about, you know, from when you joined Envy and then us having like behind the scenes conversations sort of of, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just, just go ahead. <laughs> so um, there was this one time where you hit me up. He's like, yo, what's up? Let's let's team. And I'm like, fuck, in my head, I'm like, hell yeah, let's let's do it. But you were with, with Hasra. Hasra's my boy. And I was just like, I don't know, man. They're going to treat you well at Envy. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm a... <laughs> I remember, um, just to sum it all up, right? So when I told Stro, like, listen, man, um, I want to team with Krim, and I didn't know who else I wanted to team with at the time, right? He was like, I was like, bro, drop the whole whole roster, gone. And he was like, I'm down. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. The next day, he's like, Matt, I got to talk to you, dude. Like, I don't feel right about this. And I was like, all right, bro, I'm going to leave. Yeah. And then he was like, no, like, I, I might want to drop the whole yeah. roster. But he's such a good dude, bro. Like, I, I know. He, I yeah, love Hashtag. Yeah. Um, and it was just funny that, like, he didn't even contract me. Like, yeah. I remember when I joined you guys, like, I'm pretty sure you were nice and you, like, still helped him out and gave him some money for me just because that was nice of you to do. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe not. But so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think all so. All I know is that I got away without, like, 
I don't know. It was just like a, okay, I'm going to join Optic now. And he was just like, okay, goodbye. Well, Nameless says like, that Hasro picked Nameless over you just based on skill. Is that how Nameless? No. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Uh, I, remember, I, I remember the story when, when you, when he, when you said that he looked at you, he was like, do you really bro, think you're better than me? So, so we're, so we're at, um, <laughs> at USWC, uh, 2014. <laughs> I'm, I'm with a Nameless Cap, Merck, Shro. We're in, we're eating dinner. Um, and this is while me and Krim have been already talking, like having these weird little secret meetings at the event, like saying we're going to be teaming, whatever. And Nameless finds out and he calls me sketch, whatever. I'm just like, whatever, bro. And he's just like, we, I go to the dinner and he sits me down. And he's like, Matt, do you think Krim's better than me? And I was like, yeah, like I, I think Krim's better than you. And he was just like, all right, it's all I needed to hear. Fuck you. And I was just like, okay. And then oh, it was the thought, most awkward shit ever. I bro. thought he said that you were better than him. No, no, no. Uh, uh, <clears throat> he wouldn't ask you that. He knew, right? Yeah, he had to. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, but it was, it was just a really weird situation that went down. I just wanted to play with Krim at the time. Um, yeah, they were pissed obviously. And I, I understand why they were pissed. I would have been pissed too, but mm -hmm. looking back on it, like obviously would have made the decision again. It was a good move. And then we joined optic and then, yeah, kind of just took off from there, I guess. How was it teaming with Nate chat? <laughs> it was funny, bro. It, yeah. it was, um, I, me and him got along really well. We still do. Yeah. But, um, it was funny too because like when I first joined, it felt like both him and Seth were mm -hmm. like in a weird like unspoken competition with who like who they could get to like or me to like them more. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? I think that's everyone though because even when Tom right. Syndicate came to the house, he's like every like everybody gravitates towards you. Like he was oh dude Syndicate was weird. Yeah, I was I was like dude, what? Why are you like <laughs> buying me drinks? I was like. Okay, dude. I think that's everyone though. I think you have this like this 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 magnetism. Like that, they just dudes just want to chill, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure I mean, girls too, but no, it's just I think it's just because I'm quiet and like I don't know. Uh, and so before I forget, so yeah, so when I first joined Optic with Nade um, and Seth and Krim, it felt like both of them hated Krim. Nate, actually, I don't want to say Seth hated him. Matt for sure hated Krim. Yeah, like it was obvious they didn't like each other. They didn't get along. They were screaming at each other. It was it was hilarious. Cause and then um. But I got along with everyone pretty well. Yeah. Um, it was all pretty good. I mean, we won a couple of events with Matt. Um, we probably could have kept going, but the champs thing happened where you just, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened there. Why didn't anybody tell them not to use the HBR? Oh, no, I think we did. It was just like, because <laughs> it was mid-game. Like, yeah. I remember I remember hearing something along, along the lines of, yo, Matt, take out a sub. And I said, what? And he was like, just take out a sub. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'd take out a sub. And he's just like, I got mid. I'm looking over mid and he just has this other gun out. And I'm like, I don't even know what it was at the time. Yeah. I didn't know the HBR was a thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you want to run the bow, bro? Run the bow. Mm -hmm. But he's got the HBR. And I'm just like, dude, like we're in winners round one against denial. Game one on Detroit Hardpoint. I can't just sit there and lose composure. So I'm just like, yeah, do you, do you, bro? Like you're shitting. Like, you yeah, know, you're yeah. nasty. And then like, it didn't hit me till after the series when I was just like, bro, what the fuck? Did like Matt just try, but yeah. you had to regain so you had to play again. Looking back on it though, I mean, bro, I I, I don't know. Cause we had a really good chance. No, hundred percent. Like, we had the most chance. That was probably the most confident I felt in any of the champs I've been to was the AW champs. Like I was surefire in my head. I was like, bro, we should win this thing. Like yeah. we're disgusting. No one else is that good yet. Um, and we just, you know, we lost to denial. They denial got really good at that event. They were getting good, but we were kind of still smoking them at the regionals and then whenever we went to that pre-LAN. Remember, it was like a, us, Optic Nation, TK, and I think that was it. But we did it at the Optic House, 
And it, we just took turns just shitting on both those teams. And then it turned out to, it would just turn into us not practicing. Cause mm-hmm. we we're just like, bro, this is so awkward. They're all just fighting. Like yeah. we're in the living room is so awkward. So we're like, all right, let's just not even practice. And um, we would half-ass like half our days. Went into that event so confident, bro. Like just so gassed. And then just got a huge reality check. And then Matt did his fucking, his HBR thing. But I, I, I've thought about it a few times. I think Matt, um, if we want to be real about it, here's what happened, right? So when we first started getting championships um, with that roster, I think Matt was still getting... He wasn't getting any recognition. Everyone was still talking shit to him and saying, like, you're just getting carried now. Like, it doesn't matter. You're winning. Like, you still suck. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, that went along for, like, three events. So by the time champs came, he already had this thing in the back of his head where he just wanted to shut everyone up, just wanted to do well individually, yeah. maybe. Like, I'm not sure what it was. That's what I think it was. You know, I would have felt, felt the same way. I was like, bro, like, I'm finally winning and I still don't get any recognition. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. So... I think he just wanted, it was just the wrong event. I think like if he just didn't give a fuck and was just like, I'm just going to be pure bait this whole event. I think we maybe not have won, but would have done a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, f- I felt bad because I can just tell that those type of sh- like comments and that type of negativity was just consuming his yeah. um, his yeah. gaming life. And that's at least, I mean, I still have never asked him about this. This could be all bullshit. Yeah. But this is what I speculated. Um, and I felt bad and I was like, whatever, man. And then he uh, he wanted to retire and obviously he's doing well now. But yeah. um, we probably could have kept winning on that game with him, to be honest. Us three were really good and he was not bad. Like people think he was bad. He wasn't no, bad he at all. No, he wasn't, no. Um, but then we just picked up Damon and then, I don't know. Dynasty begins. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, always, I always wonder that because I know, like obviously living with him, almost living with him, seeing him every single day, like lead, him leading leading up to his retirement. I knew at the beginning of the year that he was that he was like sort of teetering on that decision of retiring right. or not. And I can't say that to the team because you know, they're going to be like, "All right, well, let's replace you now if you're not in it to win it. Let's do that." So, right. we we went a whole year. And obviously like he's maybe he saw things differently, but from my perspective it was it was that and 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 he had like obviously so much to offer, not just Call of Duty, but esports as a whole that I supported the thing because I'm like I'm like, "Dude, you know, you outgrew Call of Duty. Like right. you don't have to you know, take shit from fucking anybody. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and Call of Duty did suffer. I mean, if we if we look at the numbers when 100%. he competed to where where we're at now, like the the scene did suffer for it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's it's the it's it's that sort of scenario where you don't miss somebody until they're gone. Right. And I think that everybody shot themselves in the foot, or the people that were talking shit shot themselves right. in the foot. Like, but he yeah, had so many people it. loving him that you were just like, you know, like. Why would I even pay attention to the, like a scene that doesn't you know want me or know that they need me? God damn it! <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I trust me, man. I, I've thought about it a few times, and I, I just I felt for him, I guess, and I think he's in a much better place now mentally, and yeah, you know, I'm happy for him. No, right, he's doing good. He's fucking fine. Okay, yeah, he's doing like, he's, real good. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's cool. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the the fall of the dynasty and what what became because there was a lot of a lot of shit that nobody and, and and this sort of brings me back or we go back 10 minutes to where you said that Nate had hated crim sex i don't think that it it was uh, uh, i don't think that it was hate i mean and maybe it was hate but it was it was based on on annoyances like at, at yeah, that point i don't want to say hate yeah yeah i just want to say i, I know what you mean yeah, yeah yeah so they didn't get along and it was mostly because crim has this very deliberate approach to competition yeah right he knows best because he's won the most in his head. Right. And if you're not doing what he's doing, like he's gonna have something to say about it, right? And and in, in moments of heat, 
you don't you sometimes just say the first thing that comes to your mouth and it it, it doesn't come off as hey can you please go do this it's and a it, dude shut the fuck up yeah, like like dude just do what the fuck i'm telling you yeah. fuck right um and and i think that, i mean we see that we've seen i've seen that every single year with him right yeah. like he's but you take him away from 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 that structure and then what happens to the rest of the people who are just sitting there like what happens to seth uh karma and, and the kids if you take that away or what would have happened to you guys if you took that away from from that sort of shit so i, I think it's it's just you know crim six's approach to competition right I, I will say one thing his passion is contagious right so like all the all the events where like it's like saturday night and he's sending a text message to like everyone in the group chat something along the lines of like we can fucking do this guys like holy like just getting some speech that's corny and cringy but like it kind of still gets you a little hyped up because yeah. you're like i mean like i i, I love that shit because i was just like bro like i can tell you want to be there tomorrow with me like let's fucking i, I want to help you win this shit like let's win you know and that kind of shit's just contagious and he's extremely passionate so yeah all right so what um in my opinion the the sort of fallout that was happening internally started happening at champs the champs that which champs was that when we were in in la black ops 3 black ops 3 when we were like i'm like dude you're, you're spending too much with too much time with your girlfriend you gotta come out and hang out and do, yeah. do this that and the other i think that that's that's like where the rift started to happen because it, it was uh yo <clears throat> let's hang out and be a team let's go do team dinners and go to the, but you're not that that type of dude you just like want to re mentally reach i mean correct me if i'm wrong but after game, you just want to chill, relax. It, it just depends on the situation. If I'm just beat and I played all day, then yeah, I just probably want to go to bed. But um, I'm not opposed to like having dinners with with teammates. Like I mean, I've been doing them for the past like couple years now, um, and I did them with with those guys too. It mm -hmm. was just it got to the point where it felt like um, blaming it on not hanging out was the only thing that we would put blame on. And that would start to piss me off. And it did piss me off because mm -hmm. I was like, bro, we haven't even fucking scrimmed in like two weeks. Like we haven't grown as a team. We've just been sitting here letting Envy catch up. Um, they're getting a lot better. And we're just sitting there just like, nah, nah, nah. Like we just need to hang out more. And I'm just like, dude, I mean, sure. Like I'll hang out more, but you guys didn't understand. We, we have to get better and they're getting better. And we're just kind of, we've been the same since stage one. You know, this is back in Black Ops 3, mm -hmm. um, which was the truth. We stayed the same team since like, the Australia event when we just won easily and then we didn't win stage two. We won Orlando, but I mean, we really shouldn't have. Envy was getting much better than us at the time. And then champs rolled around and we were unprepared. We didn't, we weren't, we weren't truthful with ourselves. We, we thought like, we're just going to go to champs and we're still the best team and whatever. And we saw what happened. Envy smoked us round one. I'm going to chalk that one up to Crim6, by the way, because he made two of the worst plays I've ever seen. He knows that. Like he even admitted after we lost. But um, when he took the ball up, he took, dude, yeah, two plays. One on the uplink where he just like went rogue and just tried to, I don't know what happened. And the CTF too is just like, I don't know, ask him about it. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> yeah, those were, um, felt like I was being trolled that night. And then we uh, almost did the loser backer run. I think if we would have beat Cloud9, if I would have got that one burst against Assault mm. um, or just killed him, it wasn't going to have to be a one burst. I was crossroads. Yeah, bro. Um, if I would have got that kill, I think we could have got top two for sure. I think we might have lost Envy still or Splice. Splice was really good at the time too um, at that champs. But um, but yeah, we, we lost that champs. And then when IW came out, we, we didn't even, we didn't resolve anything from the Black Ops 3 champs to the IW. You, you, go, have you, got, you go back and watch it for sure. You go back and watch that 1v1 when... Uh, from time to time. I mean, 
Last time I watched it, I think, was when I was watching a lot of Black Ops 2 Champs with TJ. Um, and I was just like, bro, do you see Cram just getting shit? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But yeah, me and TJ watched it. I think this was the last time I actually watched it. It was a couple months ago. And we were just going over it. Do you it, think you should have won that fight? Or do you now see it? I could have shot better. Um, I think Damon should have gotten me at least one when we were both sitting there. Like, his bullets weren't registering. I don't know what the fuck happened, but... Some just went wrong, and Assault even fucked up, too. He even jumped at me. Like, after I got the third kill, in my head, I was, like, thinking, okay, how can I win this round? I, the clock is ticking down. And then I see him jump at me, and I was like, oh, my God, this fucking idiot. And I was like, he just gave me a chance to win this. I start shooting him. In my head, I'm like, bro, like, I'm already getting, like, hyped in my head because I'm like, this is about to be fucking legendary. And I, I really thought I had the kill. And I just didn't get it, bro. And I, I wasn't even mad like when we lost i was just super sad like i was just like bro fuck dude like that would have been fucking that would have been so cool just to have that moment happen you know because you were right next to the crowd too yeah bro like, dude yeah if um that would have been crazy dude just thinking about like the the opposite thing like if it was in a different universe if i would have got that kill just thinking about how much different that memory could have been and and i don't even think about it as a bad memory too I'm not thinking back on it right now and being like, oh, man, I'm just like, I mean, that was a crazy moment in my career. I'm never going to forget it. It was a pivotal moment in my career. It was just like, you know, just something that I just will always hold on to, you know? Like, I mean, what happened happened. But um, like I said, even if I won that 1v1, I, I, saying that we could have won that champs is is a stretch. I think Envy was really, really good at that event. And same with Splice. They were both really good and we were just kind of okay. We, we were good off our talent, and we kind of knew how to play the game. Envy was just, like, on another level, and that's why they won, you know? Mm -hmm. They were playing nasty that game. All right, so what happened in World War II? Because that, that is when... Wait, World War II. Dude, World War II was last year. The year before that was IW. Remember the... Yeah, yeah, IW. We won the champion. That's what yeah, we that won. Yeah, was, that was that one, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> one. So we did really good in IW, right? We did okay. No, we shouldn't have won champs. We shouldn't have won stage two playoffs either. Shit was going bad for a while. I don't think anyone even realized it. We got like top eight of Vegas. We won like some event in between. We won like, um, okay, no, we won ESWC. Mm -hmm. We got second at Atlanta. That was the Damon 1v1, mm -hmm. right? If Damon didn't win that 1v1, our team was chalked for sure. I was gone, 100%. It, it was like, uh, dude, I don't know. The amount of frustration that was just lingering around that time period in my head, it, it was a lot of frustration, man. It was like, it, it, it was really shitty. It was a really depressing time because it felt like I was really good at that game and I was trying to get everyone really good at that game, but it felt like we just hated that game. Like, we didn't want to play it, whatever. That's fine, but, I mean, that's a, that's going back to what we were talking about earlier, you got to depend on your teammates and have the right mindset. We weren't definitely not on the right page, you know, or the same page. But then we won, yeah, we won ESWC, we won Dallas, I think, in between that, but the events we were losing were very frustrating events. Like, there was an Anaheim in there, that we got like top eight. We lost to E6 on Sunday morning. Um, and there was something else too that we lost. Oh, stage one playoffs. We got like fourth. It was the event splice one. Very frustrating event. But then stage two came around and we beat um, Envy in the two best of fives, right? And I don't know. It, it just felt like we, we would hit a switch where we would get one series win and that series held so much weight in our heads that we would chalk up all the negativity and just get back to our old form and just want to win and just all be like not even positive vibes just like wanting to fucking win you know like we were all just like fuck the bullshit let's just win and that's what it felt like at stage two that's what it felt like at champs and it's hard to tap back into that you know because all of world war ii it didn't happen 
closest closest we got was like uh, stage one playoffs or whatever it was when we attached one v three like six times, and we got second phase. But um, yeah, IW as a whole, that whole year was just super stressful um, and just super irritating. It, it felt like we just didn't give a fuck. We didn't want to. We just accepted like, okay, this year sucks. Let's just hope the next one's good, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. But like somehow we won the last two events. So we get all that positivity from those two events and it just just like washes away all the negativity, which it did. Yeah. You know, like we won champs, like fuck it, bro. Gives a fuck. Yeah. Um, but then we went to World War II. We're still on a high. Like we were on a, a fucking high. We were going into that game gassed. We thought everyone was ass. Um, Krim and Damon, for the first like two months of the game, they were so fucking good that I'm, I'll speak for myself. I don't know about Seth, but... I couldn't even learn the fucking game. I was sitting in hills just like, I don't know what's going on. They, them two are running around killing everybody. Everybody. Like 45 kills each, every single map. It was unbelievable. Um, but then we we went to Dallas and we got like third or something. And then that's where it all started going downhill. In World War II at least. Um, then we lost to Red Reserve like six times a year. I don't know. Yeah. So that the... And, and it goes back to saying, right? Like employees that go to work and don't like their coworkers... They're getting paid, so they have to put up with it. And you guys were sort of going through the same things as, you know, you guys may not be on the same page, you know, <clears throat> from a chemistry standpoint. But if you're winning, just based on skill, like you were like, all right, well, I need them the way that they need me in order to win these championships. Yeah. It, here's the thing, too, is like it was really easy for our team specifically to get complacent because when we won, even at our best, we were never fundamentally sound at the game we were just better than everyone individually and we could just outshoot our ways or outshoot situations just like on our own we were just winning gunfights everywhere so it's just like the game felt easy you know mm-hmm. um so even at our best we weren't playing the game as proper as you probably should and we knew that we just said i don't fucking care like we're just gonna keep running people and killing them all and who cares how we play other teams would try to mimic our play style and they couldn't because the talent wasn't there yeah but um world war ii came around and you couldn't just gunfight your way out of shit the gut the game was fucking trash. I, I hated that game. But it was so slow and so like teamwork based that it just didn't flow with us. And once we like got the reality check, like we're not that good, we didn't put in the time. We didn't understand the game. We just thought everyone else was just bad and we just had an off day or we just fucking we weren't in it that day. Just bullshit excuses that were tossed up over and over again. And like I, I mean like these type of excuses, they're okay if if you can, at the end of the day, come up with something concrete that you're going to work on when you get home and not just say, dude, there's like, what? We just didn't sleep enough. Like, fuck it. Yeah. We're going to win the next event and go home and half-ass practice. Cause that's yeah. what the first three events of World War II were like, um, at new Orleans and stuff. We, we got like top 12 for the first time, lost red reserve. Our excuses that day were fucking absurd. And it was like, almost felt like I was being trolled just hearing everyone. Cause the things we were coming up with were just like, um, Dude, we just like we just need to eat next time or whatever. I'm just like, bro, we didn't practice the, the last yeah. three weeks. Like Seth was on Seth had, had Red Bar Internet for yeah. like um the entire year. The whole, the entire the whole, season. Yeah, the yeah. whole season. But for that month specifically, we didn't even play. We didn't play once. We literally just chalked it up and just said, All right, I'm just gonna try to play eights and get my practice from that. Um and we went to the event, lost, and then the first thing I hear was like, dude, you're not hanging out with us en- enough. And I'm just like, dude, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this again? Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, we have not played together at all. Like, wh- like, where is this coming from? You know? And it's just like, are we not going to be real with ourselves about th- these situations? And we're just going to say like every excuse that we possibly can think of just to not take blame and not, not, um, 
understand like we're in a shitty spot right now we need to improve it was just like nah dude let's just talk up to this 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 and just like dude it just got so old so fast man um and that kind of like the, those those little things happen like three events in a row those that's those same little talks were happening and it would just piss me off because i was like bro are we just lying to ourselves at this point like do we just think we deserve to win because we don't but we were acting like we just need get to go to every event and think we we're just gonna win just because we're us you know and it, it was just lying to ourselves and I don't know for a long time it felt like i was the only one that was thinking like that um and then at the like the league when we were there for like two weeks at a time and i was rooming with damon um we got to the point where i could just tell as a team we did not give a fuck anymore we didn't want to we didn't want to play with each other anymore um me and damon were pretty much in the room just playing pc games the whole fucking time because we were just like this is the only time like we were even happy because we'd have to go to the venue and we just fucking hated playing we hated playing with each other it felt like we just didn't care what happened and we were just going through the motions you know just showing up and just getting it over with and going back it was just a, a shitty shitty stressful experience man but um but yeah shit, shit actually almost turned around too in the middle of world war ii we almost won stage one playoffs somehow i don't know how but we almost won like i've watched that that game play back a lot because i was like were we even good at this game like were we good at that event we were just like shitting on people randomly like we would just shit on LG. We shit on someone else. But like we played phase in the final and it was just like the, a lot of unfortunate shit happened, but we ended up losing and it was just mm -hmm. like, dude, this is fucking unreal. That was like the last straw. It was just like, bro, what the fuck? Um, we lost two best of fives, I think, uh, to phase and phase was not that good. Like replays was like one B threeing us with his eyes closed, like literally didn't give a fuck. And he's just like, yawning and just one B threeing us. Um, so we lose that. And then I don't remember when Birmingham was, whether it was before or after that, but Birmingham was just fucking trash. Like we just like we lost a splice game five round 11, just like another loss. Um, there's another like angry loss. We we're just like, bro, this is fucking ridiculous. We suck. Can we get better? And it was just like, dude, you just gotta hang out more. You know, I'm just like, bro, fuck mm -hmm. man. Like, can we fucking do something together? Do you guys want to win? Like it's, I want to win. Um, Cause this feeling sucks. And we had that feeling every event, every single event we would lose like top 12. I'd be playing GB tournaments all day. Like just fucking, I hated it. Um, you would lose and go play tournaments at yeah the GB fucking booth ones yeah because yeah. like like if I wake up and I'm playing you know I'm getting ready to like championship Sunday bro like I've been here hundred times before like this is this is the day where we all turn the fuck up and we just like go there we play one series and we're out it's just like dude I just got my whole like mentality for the day like I want to play this is I don't want to sit here and watch someone else win because for a while in World War II I was watching like my friends win like I'd be like oh I'm happy for Chino you know oh I'm happy for Theory that's cool they won. But then it was just like every event it was like, oh, I'm happy for him too. I'm happy for him. And then I'm like, wait, I'm fucking sad. Like this sucks, you know? Um, and it got to that point where I was just like, bro, what the fuck's going on? We haven't won in a long time. Can we fucking win? And then we got close. And then it was just like, that was the closest we were going to get in that game for sure. Um, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't, it wasn't in the cards, man. And it, it, like in hindsight, it's easy to say now, like if we were to have beaten FaZe in the, at that final, we probably would have sucked together for a lot longer. We probably would have played the whole year and probably would still be a team right now. No bullshit. But we, like, I don't know, it just wasn't in the cards and we, we were all fed up with each other. Do you think that's healthy, though? Because if you're, if you're just waiting for the one good tournament to give you the fuel to stick together, to give you the glue to stay together, like, that's not healthy, in my opinion. It's and not I, healthy and, and at I think all. that a lot of teams are going, like, every team goes <clears throat> through that, I'm, 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 I'm sure. Well, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if you don't get along with somebody and it's just 
you're sick of each other. Like championships are only going to patch the problem for so long before, right. you know, it, it rears its ugly head again. Well, like on a positive note, we had so much of a foundation to even look back on that it was like, it was hard to, to really say like, okay, our team's done. Mm -hmm. Like it was hard to say that, you know, yeah. we went through a lot of downs as a team, yep. even sticking through the champs losses. You know, I mean, like if you think about losses. the amount of times that we talked as a team and we're like, we feel like we're only sticking together because of the green wall, because yeah. of the fans. Like no, yeah. that, like we're sticking together for like parents that stay together for the children's sake. Yeah, no, and, that, <laughs> you know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, it was like that. But it, for me personally, it was just like always knowing for sure that we could win no mm -hmm. matter what. Our roster could win at any moment at any tournament. Whether or not we wanted to put the time in and achieve that was up to us. Mm -hmm. And it, obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. But th those four players together, we were so fucking good. And we were we were, had so much chemistry. Like, like in-game, just straight up, just being together and playing together, we were so fucking good. But we just didn't care anymore. We didn't want to win with each other. We hated each other. We did not want to watch the, them win. You know, like we didn't want to... I didn't like... You didn't want to help each other win it at that point. It was just going to the event, and just being like, "Yeah, look, like we're okay, like whatever. If we lose, yeah, fuck it, hate them, fuck it." You know, that's what it felt like. So that that whole year, um, well, not really the whole year, but because I ended up joining LG like mid year, or whatever. But um, yeah, those months, man, those were some some stressful ass times, and it felt like it was there was so much hate and there was so much tiptoeing around each other and so much walking on eggshells, and it was just like, dude, like we just got it we just got to cut it because this is just this is unhealthy as fuck it's so toxic yeah. it's like i don't know but do you think that that's like uh like something that professional players need to get over because there's a job to be done and like you know egos have to be put aside for the greater good do you think that that's something that needs to be done across just like everybody that's a that's a competitor? Because egos, the the way the reason that you're that good is because you have an ego about you. You have you you have so much confidence in yourself that it allows you to transcend the regular pro player, and mm -hmm. then you become great, right. right? So, do you think that that's something that 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 you guys should have gotten over and been like, you know, what? for whatever it's worth, everybody needs to be on the same page on this shit because together we're better than separated. I mean, it's easy to say now, but at the time, um, it felt like we would get that vibe, but it was, it was different people on that vibe on different days. Like I might feel that way one day, the next day I wake up, I'm like, eh, fuck it. I hate this game. Like we're just, we suck, whatever. Like, and then the next day, Krim doesn't want to play anymore, but the next day he's like drill sergeant fucking let's do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it, it, it felt like there were glimpses of that and it, it could be salvaged, but at the end of the day, we didn't salvage it. So it, it was up to us at that point and we just didn't do it. You know, we, we all knew that we could win and we all knew that we could just fucking buckle down and do it. Mm -hmm. We just didn't want to, you know. So it's been almost a year and a half since you since you left. Yeah. Right. Is it close to two now? I don't know. World War Two. It seems like an eternity. I know that I was on LG for Anaheim and that's always like June, July. Mm -hmm. So it had to have been like mid year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe almost two years. Um, maybe almost two years. Yeah. Because we played an entire... Wait, World War Two. What, what, what was the last game that we played? World War Two. That's and that's when you guys broke up. So it's yeah. not, it hasn't even been a year. No, no, no. It has, it has been a year. I don't know, bro. Like you're fucking with my head right now. I don't I'm know. fucking with my own head. I don't know. Can, you're can fucking we get, with the timeline. Can, can we get a time when he uh, when he departed? Because it was it was in what's what are we in 2019? Yeah, it's one of the Vision episodes. It was in 2008. It has to be like a little over a year. A little bit over a year, but it feels yeah. like two, right? 
It yeah. feels like a very long time. It does. You know, having having been away from from the team now, do you feel any any different way? Do you think that you did the right thing, or that we not you that we as a team did the right thing by just saying, "All right, boys, let's let's break it up." I don't know, man, because like it. There's times when I'll think back randomly, just like um, knowing that we could have worked shit out or whatever. But I know that because I made that decision, um, that I that I would make it again. You know, mm-hmm. like I knew that that was the right decision to make. I did not want to be part of that anymore. Um, October of 2018. Oh, May, May, May 2018. Yeah. So yeah, a little yeah. over here. Yeah, a little bit over. But yeah, I, I like thinking back on it. It's always like. It's good to think about, or it's easy to think about the good times, right? And thinking like, damn, yeah, all those championships. There's a lot of good memories, but there's a lot of bad memories too that your your brain will just block out mm-hmm. when you're thinking about it. Um, so I probably would make the, the, the decision again. You know, it's just like, with the way shit was going, it had to be done. Like, if it wasn't me, then it was Damon. And if it wasn't Damon, then it was, I mean, at the time it felt like Krim wasn't going to leave and him and Seth were kind of just like agreed upon that they were just going to be together or something. And obviously Seth was just like not droppable or not leavable. Like he was going to be there. So it was just like, I don't know. I, I just felt like that was the right move. And I don't know, looking back on it, who knows what, what could have happened, mm-hmm. you know, but we saw like it happened and we're here now. So, um, and I'm happy overall. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, we both won tournaments, um, we beat each other multiple times. Most recently, three of Miami. That was embarrassing. <laughs> but um, on a real note, like we've both seen success. We both yeah. dealt with hardships of our own. It's just like, it's whatever, you know. But um, I would make the decision again for sure. It's you just would? like, yeah. It's just um, just given the circumstances. If the circumstances were the same, yeah, yeah. I had to, because I just need to get out of that situation, bro. It was so toxic and it, it was so depressing. Yeah. And it, it was like it was just a damn shame, you know. That was just. What we were turning into was a damn shame. Um, if there's pro players out there feeling the same way, do you recommend that they just get out of that situation and it, just I seek mean, something else? Or do you think that... Yeah, if... It depends. It all depends on the person. It all depends on their situation. Money-wise, you know, like maybe they don't want to leave their team because they have a good contract or mm-hmm. whatever. Or they think like... I mean, like, I'm placing top six, but like top six is good for me, right? Like if they have that mindset, fuck it, dude. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell any player to do it like something that they aren't comfortable with. I think that that player knows what they what they should do and whether or not they have the balls to do it or whether mm-hmm. or not they want to do it is up to them. And I don't know. That's not my place to say. So next year, Call of Duty is going into franchising. Uh, city, city-based model the same way that the OWL is doing it. What do you think about that? Well, I don't really know how the OWL is like ran. So I don't really know. I just know that it'll be city-based, which is cool. I hope I don't get drafted to like Paris or something. I don't think there's suck. a draft. Well, think whatever you, it is. I think you get to choose. Oh, well. Well, then, you... I mean, not every player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. uh, it, it it. I think it's a it's a good turning of the tide. I think uh, you know, professionalizing Call of Duty way more than it is right now, even a tiny little bit, like yeah. helps. Like having you know people show up late, my team specifically show up late is just not acceptable, right? And it's not it, it's it's not one of those things that you know that can go on forever because people show up on time and then you're sort of disrespecting their time in doing that. And what's crazy (laughs) is that like literal stuff happens to where that becomes a thing. It's not like they're like, ah, we, who cares if we show up late? Like they, they would have to get up three hours early in order for stuff not to get in the way of them showing up on time. And I'm not making excuses. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the least to do that. I'm, I'm 
you know. I see what you're saying. But it's it's one of those things. I I uh, I'm for one and excited. Which uh, if if you could pick any city, which one? What 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 do you think you would pick out of the ones that are out there right Probably now? Probably L. A. Yeah. Probably L. A. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because it's close to home. That. Yeah, close to home, and I don't know. L. A. Is a pretty good option out of the ones to choose from right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are the other ones like? New York. Uh, New York. Atlanta. Uh, El- Atla- New York, Atlanta. Minnesota. Minnesota. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would just pick LA just because, <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really looked into it too much. I haven't really looked into the orgs, but. Yeah, I think LG's is, is, is in it, though, right? Like, they got Toronto? I think I so. Think? I think it's Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Toronto's dope. I could be the spitting thing, The thing about that is Sorry. that, the thing about that is that I, with only two homest- homestead games, you don't really have to uproot, you know? It's going to yeah. be like just traveling to, to go somewhere else. Right. I don't, I don't think that for at least for the first couple of years i don't think mm-hmm. that it's a it's a big necessity for the people who live there um you know basketball baseball football they're they're, they're traveling all the time but you know they they, they train and they got to be based out of a place but right. it's the age of the internet you can train from wherever you know wherever yeah, yeah. land experience it's it's not even a thing right yeah, like, yeah really it really is <laughs> what the fuck am i even here for this yeah. thing like, <laughs> you could have you could have logged in from home and, and, and played that way and it would have made a difference <laughs> yeah. um and 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 the and the more that the internet keeps getting better, like the second that we have Wi-Fi uh, gig internet, I mm. mean, the, the, it's changed. Once we get 5G, everything changes forever. Right. So <laughs> the whole notion of of, of, uh, of spaces, of esports spaces, like that's going to be a thing, but it's going to be more from, from a branding purposes standpoint than a team exactly. building exactly. standpoint. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, team building and content creation is a massive, massive, massive driver of the success of esports as a whole. Mm-hmm. But from a competition standpoint, you can train from absolutely anywhere. You can be on a beach somewhere, and if the internet is good enough, you're gonna do your you job. Just be sitting like, there in your fucking games case, yeah, fucking just like just representing yeah. for your for your city. Um, cool. Anything else that you want to talk about that you think we didn't cover? Um, I mean, not really. I'm I'm not really thinking about much right now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Oh, actually, I mean, speaking on the franchising thing, it's, it's kind of crazy that next year, like, we might not see, you know, open events anymore, like MLG open events. It's kind of crazy to think about a year without open events yeah. or to think, like, this Champs might be the last one, you know? This, just, this is the last yeah, Champs as we know it. So, like, as a competitor, mm-hmm. at least from my experience, my history with MLG and just competing as a whole, when I think about competing, I think about MLG events. You know, I picture the cities I've been to. I picture mm-hmm. the cities that we go back to every year. The hotel that you stay in, right, the room that right, it looks like, what it smells. And, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's going to be crazy that it's just not like that. And I'm just hoping that the new, whatever it is that is going to be happening, I just hope that it's enjoyable and it's just, it's awesome because MLG really set the standard of like what I want memories to be like. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't want it to be one of those things where it's just like, ah, this doesn't really feel right. You know, it's yeah. just whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just want to give my thanks to MLG. MLG, yeah. like, I don't know. Changed everyone's lives. Yeah, changed my life for sure. Yeah, and, everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone. They, they, they um, were such a... They were such a pivotal stepping stone in esports that we wouldn't be here where we're at. We wouldn't be here if that wouldn't if if that didn't exist. Yeah. Right. We probably would have been a whole bunch of YouTube. Well, my team would have been a whole bunch of YouTubers and that's that. But if it wasn't for the circuit and the memories, right? The memories is what if if I think of going to Anaheim, I can tell you that I'm staying at the Hilton. I know mm-hmm. what it smells like. I know that yeah. the bar. 
serves food until 2 a.m. and you can get the beef, the, the short braised ribs from there. Uh, during lunch, you can get the avocado turkey toast. Like if you go to Nashville, I know where I'm going to eat. If I go to right. like all these different places, like these are all memories. And what I liked about the open events is that, you know, if, if there was a Dallas event, People from Oklahoma, people from, from everywhere, uh, everywhere were coming to this central yep. place. It made it easy. With the city-based model, though, it makes it like, who's coming to those, yeah, right? Like, you just got to hope that there's a bunch of people in your city that just fucking love it and yeah. just, like, just flock to it. Yeah. yeah like Because if, if, if there's a Chicago franchise, let's talk about a Las Vegas franchise, right? Okay. It's right on the street. It's an hour and a half flight from here. Mm-hmm. If there's a team there that you like, that's an easy flight. Mm-hmm. right but events like the like mlg like drew the entire country Dude, to here yeah. people from australia would come everywhere bro. yeah it everywhere. was like people who were on vacation would be like it's crazy that i landed on the same time that i was on vacation so i knew that this was going to be one of my tourist attractions when i came mm-hmm. here so i i do hope that that uh that next year and i guess it's going to be up to the franchises to sort of create that sort of thing right i was going to say that too is like i think it's going to be dependent on the orgs and yeah. who is who's making the events on there because it's going to be like unique to them right so yeah. there might be some orgs that you're like dude i want to play for them dude you have you heard about their events they're fucking sick you yeah. know or, or it's just like dude that that them like they're okay like whatever if, if i'm adam episode and his team i'm quitting like i would have quit last year and then i would have just waited in the corner waiting to for franchises to happen and then mm-hmm. be like here's my resume 20 plus years of throwing mlg events right. everybody loves this i'm gonna run mlg events for you everyone will want to yeah. play for them yeah. like you, you know? know like everyone's hiring them that's such like if that were to happen today and say they were part of like the la team i'd want to play with, for the la team for sure you know what i'm saying like they hold a lot of weight in my head of like a deciding factor because they are so good at what they do yeah. and they've been good at it for 20 years like almost you know so i don't know well i just hope that next year is just like um a good experience for everyone and just not yeah yeah i'm uh we're, we're we're doing a series right now called the last champs you know it this this entire era of of beautiful mlg events is coming to an end and that sucks because it's been such a big part of my life it's been such a big part of optics history that this last champs means like more than anything else to anyone ever again mm-hmm. because after that who knows what champs look i don't even know what owl championships look like i don't know it's like, like a season you know one final or yeah something? what like, is it i don't, I don't know. know but you know the international massive you know right. the 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 lcs then the, now the i mean obviously the league of legends like championships, the worlds like, yeah. yeah worlds like you know these things and you also know call of duty champs yeah but what is it if it's no longer there now we're going for how many how many teams compete at a professional level right now right now i yeah. think 16. 16 16 pro teams 16 yeah. pro teams and it's going down to to 12. it's <sighs> a lot <laughs> that's that's four that's four times that's four times that's 20 people who complete who competed at a, at a professional level right now that are gonna have to figure something out there, there's i don't know the intricacies of it i've been you know i i, I, I don't know but yeah. i'm pretty sure that there's where there's a will there's a way Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Call of Duty. If Call of Duty has anything, it's a it's a fandom that is ready to consume content. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Me too. Mostly because I'm nervous as to see how this thing goes because it's me too. It's going so well. It's like all right, let's change it up. You know, let's yeah. let's go do something. It's, it's else. exciting. It's exciting to think about. You just there's this little thought in the back of your head, like, bro, I hope this does not turn bad and yeah. this does not turn shit. You know, you're just like. I'm I'm just excited right now. I'm yeah. I'm very excited. I just hope that it doesn't turn shit. And, you know, <laughs> I, th- I think we all do. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate. It. I know that you guys ha- are starting your 
your uh, scrims right now, but uh, yeah. I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, sometime in the future, I don't know when, I want to I wanna bring you back to be a part of the 6050 Russell Drive podcast, which is pretty much only people that lived at that house. For did I live there? Yeah. Oh, I did. I did for like a couple months. Huh? Yeah, you did. I think I was sharing a bit with Maniac for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> so that's that's why I want to I I I have these sort of like, oh my God, I did do that. Yeah. You know, realization. Uh, anyway, thanks for stopping by. Everybody, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. We do appreciate you. Another shout out to Best Boca. <laughs> Uh, Post, Raycon, and of course, Seagate for sponsoring the podcast. We'll see you guys next week uh, with a very interesting uh, guest. Not as interesting as Matthew Piper, obviously, but yeah. it'll be good. Yeah. We'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye.